Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. We are back once again. Hello, Bull. That's right. A string of Palopanese. Hey. I was doing a little Norton here in front of John, and that must have inspired him. It did. It, it always reminds me of, hello, Bull. Address the ball. <laughs> what is the ball's address? Just below the navel. www.theball.com. It's just below the navel. That's actually the, well, the address of it. The so, family show. No, not so. Not after the last two shows. We, I'll tell we you have that. to clean up our act. We uh, we we've got a lot of apologizing to do after getting drunk with Lech Kowalski. Holy cow! Well, you know what? The FCC is not involved. No, they're not. And uh, I'm sure Howard Stern. Uh, we could actually have him on the show. Please, no. Too <laughs> well, much hair in one room. Well, yeah, especially me with my new look. Plus, he's going to have to bring Baba Booey. He'd bring Baba Booey. I don't want Baba Booey And then he'd bring Crack Addict Bill or whatever that guy's name is. He's probably going to have some dwarves. (laughs) Several. Some drunken dwarves. Wrestling and Mexican wrestling costumes. Have you listened to his show recently? No, I don't don't have internet uh, satellite radio. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, I haven't listened to his show since he was on real radio, so I forgot about the whole show. Yeah, exactly. He's got, well, I don't know. I forgot which one he's on, but... XM They're series. sort of the same Actually, now. Actually, you know anyway. what? They are now the same. Yeah, they were. They, they were merged. Approved, but uh, whose technology did they decide to go with? XM's or who knows? Yeah, I don't they're going to decommission some satellites, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see some. Flares. We're going to deorbit some satellites. I've set up my Skylab target. I pulled it out from 1979. My Skylab target, and I got that going, ready for the uh, deorbiting of the XM satellites. I propose a toast. What is your toast? Sir? Here's a toast. Bring, raise a glass. I'm raising. We've already killed the bottle, but we have some dregs here. So what? And that in our oh by the way if you're in Australia and you're on a dolly right now it's or a ladder late. it's too late <laughs> you're dead that's right what my we, toast yes. to vindication vindication I can you explain I'm not going to explain I'm just I'm saying to vindication that's all I to to winning things which were up in the air oh do you want me to talk about that you don't have to I'm just I'm just toasting to vindication that's all well. I didn't know what you meant, but I think what John is referring to now is, you know, as I mentioned, <laughs> at, back in July, I thought I was about to be unemployed because my company is full of raging pricks, and uh, they did make me an unemployed man. So I've actually been out of work since July 16th, I think it was. That was a Monday. And my company challenged my unemployment insurance claim, which makes them raging pricks, like I said a second ago. And it's taken four months, but I had my hearing last Friday. So I had my day in court, as they say, and I got the decision in the mail yesterday, and I won. You have to cut in some music there. Your singing doesn't, doesn't I did. Work. Didn't you hear? Oh, oh that, was, that was you. Yeah, that was, that was actually John Philip Sousa, I think. <laughs> Well, that was you imitating John Philip Sousa. That's right, a very bad imitation. So the long and short of it is I was denied my unemployment because my company challenged it immediately. And, again, raging pricks. And I, I've heard that somewhere. Three t- thrice, actually. You know, it, there is nothing after thrice, by the way. I looked that up. Twice. Once, twice, thrice. That's it. Yeah. Three times a matey. 
Fifi <laughs> times and maybe. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I had my day in court, and I won my unemployment insurance benefits. You know why? Because I'm entitled to them, and I'm not the evil criminal that they tried to portray me as in the hearing. And so I think what John's toast was was uh, in reference to the fact that I won my unemployment insurance uh, benefits. No, I, I was just toasting. Right to I mean, you, it's a good story and all, but it was just to the word vindication. That's, That's right. all I was toasting. It's a good to. word. And you know what? I'll even tell a brief story. I had a F. Lee Bailey moment or a Matlock moment or whatever you want to call it because um, in my hearing – well, I was, again, I was let go from um, my employment on July 14th, which was a Monday. and the, It was the, rainy. The f- it wasn't rainy. It was a beautiful summer day, actually. And I remember being in the car and driving home and calling people and telling them I was now unemployed. But uh, the Friday before the 14th was Monday the 11th, of course. Do the math. Monday the 11th. That's crazy. Uh, Friday man. the 11th. You're rather. out of your mind. It's just whack. And um, so anyway, you know, the guy who was my boss, who's raging prick again, the guy who was my boss took that There's day a theme. off. There's a huge theme. Well, huge. Inter- he's not. Well, anyway. Maybe it's small. It is small, I'm sure. You know, he's like five foot one. Shh. Anyway, he took, he took the day off. He took Friday the 11th off. Oh, hang on. Let me make sure we're taping here. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. He took Friday the 11th off, and I filed that fact away in the back of my mind because I knew it might be a useful piece of information in to vault. remember. That's right. I put it in the vault. And I'll be damned if last Friday, while the, this was a, 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 a hearing that was conducted over the phone, like a conference call, because most of the New York State um, – Administrative law judges are in Albany or Syracuse, and if you're not within like a 30 minutes of them, they they do it over the phone. They don't make you drive. Actually, they're in a they're in a vault. They're in yeah. a hermetically sealed mayonnaise jar on Funk and Wagnall's porch. <laughs> no, the, the the they're the actually the heads of the uh, the judges, and I don't mean the the leaders of the judges. The actual, right, the actual human heads. Yeah, yeah. They're in bottles hooked up to wires, hooked up to telephones, and they <laughs> they're just laying make calls. in a they're laying in a pool of water like those three women in uh, that Tom Cruise right. movie were. Uh, it's like a hive mind, you know. Yeah. They all make a decision like, together. The, the judge is the Borg king, actually. They the all Borg start humming in, in unison and say guilty. <laughs> so anyway, um, my hearing was conducted via conference call, and again, I remembered that my boss was uh, out on Friday the 11th. And anyway, the judge, his honorable something or other, um, led my opponent, if you will, the guy representing the company, my former boss, he led him down a line of questioning which brought him to Friday the 11th. And my boss went on and on about this conversation we had. You know, Rich said this, I said that, and then Rich said this, and I replied that. And, and I'm laughing. I'm on the other end of the phone, smiling my ass off. I don't know if you can smile your ass off, but I, if you can, I was doing it. It, it. You've done amazingly well without the ass since then. That's right. So, and, and then, you know, the hearing process is very fair. I, first of all, I would like to say that. So the judge, his honor, said, Mr. Wilgus, do you have any questions for Mr. P? Uh, his last name begins with a P. So I'm not saying he's urinating. But do you have any questions for Mr. P at this time regarding his testimony? I said, no, Your Honor, I don't. And the judge said, do you have any statements or anything else you'd like to say uh, regarding the testimony? And I said, yes, Your Honor, I do. I'm finding it very difficult to believe Mr. P could remember so vividly a conversation we could not possibly have had since he wasn't even in the building on that day. 
And then there was like 10 seconds of dead silence. And his honor said, are, are you done? Is that the end of your statement? I said, yes, your honor. And, and then the judge's tone immediately went from detached and professional to even sarcastic or humorous. And he said, Mr. P, Mr. Wilgus is having a very difficult time understanding how you could remember that conversation because he's alleging you weren't even in the building on that day. And again, there was like 10 seconds of silence. And now, oh, by the way, I'd give about a year's pay to have video of what their faces looked like <laughs> at that time on the other end of the phone. He made a tiny poop in his Swiss hiking shorts. <laughs> That's right. So there was like 10 seconds of silence. And um, my opponent, Mr. P, said... Um, Senior P in Spain. That's right. He said, I must have misspoke, Your Honor. That conversation must have happened a different day. So I think I impeached their credibility quite a bit. Um, not that it's over, however, you know, they do have an appeal. And since the people who run that company are huge raging pricks, there is a chance they'll appeal. However, there's no chance they would win an appeal. Uh, the decision has already been rendered in, in, in my favor. And, you know, they're trying to uh, establish that I was insubordinate because I was unable to perform certain duties. And of course, this gets down to the question of was unwilling to or unable to perform them. And the reality is I was unable to perform them, but they're alleging that I was unwilling to perform them. And therefore, I was insubordinate and am not entitled to my unemployment insurance, except uh, the judge has already ruled in my favor once. If they appeal, whatever. I'll just go there and make the case I did and you know, see what happens. But anyway, I've been awarded my unemployment insurance benefits. And what that means is they owe me them retroactively from July 14th or 16th or something like that, whatever that is. And of course, today's date is December 1st. What, what? So they owe me months and months and months of unemployment. So uh, it'll be direct deposited into my account. And then I'm just going to buy some crack and have a party. Well, you know, the best thing to do is to get the crack. Uh, make sure you get some uh, blow. The good crack. Yeah. You know, and get the hose. And the, <laughs> the garden hose? What are you talking and, about? And get yourself some uh, OE, some 40-ounce bottles of OE. I can't have those. Why not? OE? What's OE? <clears throat> Old English. Yeah, it's beer. Malt liquor. Oh, yeah, yeah the whole yeah. gluten thing. Um... Well, I'm sure you can find some gluten-free malt liquor. <laughs> no, because malt, by definition, is from... No, that's not true. And not all... Things can be malted other than barley, but usually it's barley that they're malting. And you can uh, play the house music or the crunk, as we were talking <laughs> the crunk about before. Rock. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can kick it with the hose. That's right. I don't know how much more white I can be right now. <laughs> yeah. You, wasn't it two weeks ago that you said, I can't, you know, I can't, you know, make the, 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 the punk or the, the, uh, the ghetto speak happen? <laughs> I can't, and, can't do it. No. Yeah, I don't think you can either there, <laughs> Mr. White Italian Man. <laughs> Is it even possible, white Italian? So you know what? We we had a, a wonderful gluten-free pizza, speaking of gluten-free, for dinner tonight. So thank you, John, Look for that. the uh, gluten-free pizza. The box is still here, along with the several bottles of wine we drank with Lech Kowalski. <laughs> well, we should mention them because it was good stuff. New York Pizza and Deli. NYPD. Yeah, I actually linked. I wrote an article about them on the website. I don't know if you remember. But I when I had my, I know you don't. But when I, when I uh, had my first New York Pizza and Deli, uh, gluten-free pizza, I wrote a little article about it and linked to their Google Maps, you know, uh, uh, entry, if you will. And uh, Well, cool. They're going to get another entry. Yeah, it was great. Uh, New York Pizza in Delhi. The only and, complaint I've got? Yes. Not enough of it. That's right. I was we, starving. We could have used another pie, I'll tell you that. And don't eat, don't serve pie with your breakfast. It makes you look cheap. <laughs> right. Even if you've got too many apples. Let's play some music. Yeah. And actually, and uh, this one is uh, appropriately titled Unemployment. And, uh, you know. Unemployed. Unemployed. So we thought it was uh, appropriate. So check it out. 
Yeah. That's my anthem. <laughs> Fucking unemployed. <laughs> I swore. I'm sorry. Well, maybe not permanently. No, and I, I don't hope to be unemployed. But as we mentioned on the uh, one of the Lech Kowalski shows, I am going to try to uh, employ myself in a way that actually um, fulfills myself. So I'm going to spend some time trying to find a way to get back involved in music production. And as you know, I'm a world-class soccer coach. So I'm well, thinking, there you go. Yeah, I'm thinking about trying to get a job with the German national well, team. I haven't checked lately, but is your pimp hand strong? <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I've oh, heard it pimp before. Hand? I, I so don't get that. Well, you know, every once in a while you have to, to slap the bitches around. <laughs> keep, that is keep, so keep, wrong. Keep we ought to be playing that other song, that, that crunk rock. People, I hope by now people know I'm kidding. Yeah, John doesn't beat his wife that much. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> John doesn't beat his wife at all, actually. What are we drinking today, anyway? Yeah, well, John what, what have we drunk? Over, yeah, that's right. Because, you know, we were previewing music and eating pizza while drinking wine while not recording the show. Right. So the bottle was almost consumed by the time we hit record. This is called 2005 Behringer Founders Estate California Cabernet Sauvignon since 1876. And I must say, uh, it goes really, really well with gluten-free pizza and uh, snickerdoodles. You know what else it goes well with? Uh, I sure don't. My stomach. <laughs> I have a little bit left here, and it's, it is. It's phenomenal. I was really liking this stuff. Very flavorful, very bold. Mm. Lot of boldness. <laughs> Can you quantify that? <laughs> yeah. Lots and lots and lots. That would be seven. It's like two to the eighth. <laughs> so what else is happening since we survived our... Uh, Call it hiatus. I mean, we right. had we had our show, uh, a couple of shows over the past couple of weeks with uh, Let Kowalski. But, That's right. But uh, that was not really talking about what we've been doing. No, and because Lech was going to be leaving the country, I mean, you know, given my druthers, or our, our druthers, as it were, I would have preferred to do a couple of shows with just you and me, you know, kind of talking about where we've been and what the freak's been going on. But Lech um, would have been going back to Paris. He's actually there now. So we wouldn't have been able to get an interview with him. So we needed to – I guess we could have recorded shows and then played them out of order. But whatever. That's so, just weird. Yeah, playing, playing podcasts, just, like, not on the day that they've been recorded. And it's just silly it's talk. Wrong. That's crazy. So what has been going on? Well, I am still unemployed, as I, I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And uh, we played my anthem a moment ago. Oh, and by the way, that band was called The Tough Loves, T-U-F-F-L-U-V-S. And of course, Apparently, they're spelling impaired. And if we can find a website, we'll link to it. <laughs> right. It was a one-hit wonder. They didn't have a lot of tunes up on the Podsafe Music Network, so it might have been just like, you know, it might have been like that. I don't even know the band, but like, Sailor Say Brandy, you're a fine, you're a fine girl. Remember that hit? <laughs> I remember that. But the, the problem with Podsafe, well, there's two problems. Well, there's more than two. Well, there's seven problems. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, seven. The one problem, like you said, there are some of these bands that they're not really bands. It's someone who just throws up a, a track, and, and sometimes it's actually a track of them throwing up. But <laughs> Often. It, yeah, but they put these tracks up, but there's not a whole lot of information about them, and which is unfortunate because we want to be able to track back to them. And if they're ever you know, wanting some promotion, you know, we're here for them. Well, yeah. I mean, when we play music, we we want them to sell CDs. I mean, nothing gives me more pleasure. Oral sex. <laughs> nothing gives me more pleasure than when... Um, Mr. Subliminal. When, it's right. When we get emails from listeners saying that they bought a CD because they heard it on our show. Well, yeah. And, and the other problem that I wanted to mention? <laughs> yes. 
the quality. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did that show, remember, where yeah. we just randomly pick tunes. And it we... takes a long time to find some gems in there. Yeah. And I spent a couple of hours and downloaded 20 tracks. And I think there's something to be said for each of the tracks, except one. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that was a joke. Which we'll be playing next week. <laughs> and, and John, for some reason, chose to play it on next week's show. But uh, so what's been going on? Well, John and I talked on our last show, actually, about an art project we were sort of yes. embarking upon. And oh, by the way, I, I, I mentioned that I would be taking pottery classes, I think, Yes, at, in that show or perhaps on the blog. And I've been doing that for the last several months. And that's that's fun, too. But um, well, I can talk a little bit about some of the stuff I've been doing. And then you can talk about your pot habit. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, like I, I think I mentioned on the, on the blog and, and in the show about getting back into glasswork. And I've done that. And I even showed Rich how to do some of that stuff. And he helped me uh, put together some some projects. And and one of the things that we had done uh, was create some weird little thing that seemed to catch on for a, a little while there. It was this 20-sided die. Icosahedron. Yeah. And if, you, if you've never been a gamer, and I'm not talking about gamer, I'm not talking about someone who's game to do anything. I'm talking about a gamer, someone who like rolls die and pretends that they're a, a wizard or Dungeons a warlock. Dungeons and Dragons, that kind that of kind of gamer. You you play with uh, dice, and and it's not just the you know six sided die that, that you play with Monopoly. It's uh, all sorts of weird shaped die. You've got one that's four sided even, which is essentially the little pyramid tetrahedron, right? Well, then, it's not really a pyramid. Pyramids are five sided. Yeah, I know, but, but it's. It looks like a pyramid because it's triangular. Yeah. And it comes to a point when it's sitting, That's resting right. flat. Yeah. Um, but one of the more famous or the, the more popular die is a 20-sided die. And it's this cool-looking thing. And I said, you know, I don't even remember how we, we came about, but we were talking about it. And I said, I could do one of those in glass. That would be fun. Can you hear my voice going? Yeah, what's up with that? Don't know. So we said, let's uh, let's try putting that together. And I figured out a way to do it and had to do some weird grinding of the pieces. And it got me back into the whole glass thing, which was great. And then we, I found some uh, some people who were interested online and we started talking to them. And Rich found some people and we, and we and he was talking to them about selling them and distributing them, distributing them. Um, and I actually sold a few of them, which was great. You know, it helps. But uh, one of the problems that we found was trying to price these things for, you know, what they're worth and, and people willing to buy them for what they're worth because it takes a long time to put one of these together. It's not an easy thing. So that was one of the struggles. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's going to take off any more than it has, but at least it's well, got we, me back into the glass. Work. We haven't done anything with it, you know. For the, for the, the same reason that uh, we weren't able to podcast, we weren't able to sort of pursue True. those kinds of things either. So, you know, you and I haven't even talked about it till now in months, actually. Right. We're, we're getting – I think we're getting back into the groove. We had to take that, that break and, and get our lives back in order somewhat. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, mine is so much better now. <laughs> Actually, I couldn't be happier. That's the great irony, you know. Well, well, I think Leck said it. I don't know if he said it on air or not, but he yeah, was we saying had a lot of off-air talk with Leck. It's it's a great opportunity. I mean, I'm I'm tied down with the job, tied down with all this responsibility, and it it really you, you think you are. Anyway. It frightens me okay. to think about losing a job, but. If that was forced upon me, I'm also starting to see some of the, the liberation that it would throw upon me. Yeah. You know, and, and you've got an opportunity. So what you're saying is you want to be a Polish filmmaker. <laughs> Except for the Polish part. That's right. It, it, it's, it's one of those things where even though it's forced upon you, it's thrust upon you, and it might... It might Did you say thrust? Yes. It might not be something that you're happy about at the time or even now, but since... Not unhappy. Well, there you go. Since uh, Since it's 
since you didn't get to choose it, I think that was probably the thing that was unfortunate. But you're you're faced with this thing and you're dealing with it, and it makes you decide what's important and what are the things that you can live with and what are the things that you can't live with or you don't need to live with. I, I've had to make a few choices as far as my diet goes because of my diet, other than the fact that, um, for example, my diet is gluten-free. I Obviously, if I'm buying a loaf of bread, I have to buy gluten-free bread. I have no choice unless right. I want to be sick and kill myself. But, you know, I, I eat whole foods I eat organically. And because I haven't had as much income or any income these last four months, I've been living off my savings. I've chosen to, you know, remove a few things from my diet. Um, like the gold-plated bars. Yes, Yes. <laughs> you used to have seven or eight of those a day. Loved those. The, the, the gold-pressed latinum, actually. There you go. And um, uh, so I've made, I've had to make a few choices, but I don't think it's impacted my diet so badly or negatively. But I've learned to live and um, and survive more frugally, which actually is a good thing. It'll 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 benefit me, you know, in the in the future. But even though it's an inconvenience, and and it's one of those things where you you didn't choose it, you've got this opportunity in front of you, where you can actually now from from the bottom up decide what you want to do with your life, how you want to change what you're doing, and, and you're not beholden to anyone else. No, I'm really not. Since I'm not married, I'm not in that relationship anymore, and I have a story about that as well. Um, you know, I don't have the commitments that John has, so I can, I can really do what I want, literally. I can do what you the hell I want. kill people and hide them? Yeah, not so much, but yeah, I'm, well, shh. Anyway. Anymore, um, at least. That's right. No more. And uh, yeah, so I, I mean, my opportunities are boundless i guess other than the fact that the economy crashed and that there are no jobs you know but you know what it's really weird knowing um not knowing where next month's car payment is coming from and since i won my ui hearing i know where next month's car payment is coming from but not knowing like in the past few months necessarily where my car payments were coming from i still felt less stressed than working at that shithole i used to work at which is a a strange strange thing but you know there you have it well and and i'm not in the situation you're in but the, the the economy being where it is, essentially in the crapper, and we were talking about this, and there goes another Australian. I mean, right, <laughs> off, right, right off, off the cherry picker. Right off the dolly. Um, the economy being in the crapper, and we were talking about this earlier. That's a technical it, term. That's it, actually a, an Adam Smith uh, right out of some of his writings, I believe. Did you know that the toilet was invented by a guy named Crapper? Thomas Crapper, yes, I did. Um, so – we're all looking at our our pocketbooks, so to speak, and we're all trying to figure out how we how we can stretch the dollar. I'll use how many more metaphors or, or cliches can I throw out? <laughs> right. Um, pinching pennies. Yeah, there you go. But but I'm looking at that too. Uh, my wife and I are looking at how we can save money, and it's making us more aware of where our money is going. And, and one of the things that I was talking to Rich about was that we're really trying to make sure that we don't spend any money that we don't have to. We're trying to get rid of some of the debt that we've got, and we've got a greater awareness of what's coming in and what's going out. And I think we're it, we're living more responsibly, and it even is bringing us as a family together because we're we're participating in this. Before we were sort of in that groove, in that rut, and you know all we could see was you know how to get through this next day. But now we're, we're planning for the future, which is a good thing. So even though tough times are tough times, and it sucks to be in them, they really make you better people. But at the same time, we should acknowledge that you and I aren't really experiencing tough times. There are people right now who can't eat. Oh, true. And, and they're experiencing true. tough times. And, you know, we need to, uh, well, Mr. Obama apparently is <laughs> going to solve all of our woes, you know. Well, he is the chosen one. That's right. You know, but, you know, back onto the art thing, one of the things I've wanted to do since sixth grade, and I, I may have mentioned it uh, uh, on our last July podcast. Bang your English teacher. Miss Vona, Pam the Clam. Oof. 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. Wow. She was a hottie. Um, one of my English teachers, anyway. And uh, I had all women English teachers, now that I think about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up. In, Except in Mr. Via, George Via. <laughs> well, I wasn't specifying which one. Yeah, no, I didn't want to bang Mr. Via. No, so, you know, I've wanted to take pot. I've wanted to learn how to make pottery since like sixth grade you know since grade school and i've had all this time on my hands and my parents were very very generous and as a birthday gift in august uh they bought me uh a one semester if you will of pottery classes at the munson williams proctor arts institute so i've been doing that for the since uh september and i've been having such a great time and it's very difficult and very complicated and there's a lot to learn but, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying the heck out of this. And someday, if John and I ever do uh, make this art thing happen, which we have a name for and a website and all kinds of stuff, um, I, you know, perhaps there will be some uh, pottery for sale on there as well. You know, my goal is to eventually own my own wheel, uh, you know, and um, perhaps even a Don't kiln. reinvent it, though. No, I'm not going to reinvent That's just crazy Ridiculous. Talk, you know, insanity. <laughs> and um, so I've been having a great time learning how to throw pottery on the wheel. And um, the the pottery studio that I work at is really cool because we have gas-fired kilns, we have electric-fired kilns, and we have wood-fired kilns. Laser-fired kilns. That's right. Orbiting space laser-fired kilns. Nuclear kilns. It's amazing, you know. And the the resources that I have available to me at you know in taking this class are amazing, and they even allow if you're in their classes during the week they allow you to come in on Saturdays like eight hours if you want and just throw pottery you know you would have to pay for the firings but the clay and the clean is up free. after all that throwing yeah it's it's you, you do have to clean up but I'm having a great time you know doing this pottery thing and I have all this time on my hands and I mean I, I took it for 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 many reasons because I wanted to learn pottery it would be an opportunity to interact with the museum more and get involved. And maybe meet some people and make some friends. And I made some wonderful friends. I'm one of three men in the class. The rest, it's 15 uh, students, and the other 12 are women, one of whom is a, a weird woman who offered me candy one day and then brought me a bottle of wine. It was all very strange. I don't know if the candy was a sexual metaphor. I just don't know. It's all very confusing to me. <laughs> was she wearing a, a, a red hood? She was not wearing a red hood, but I would like to point out that during the first Lech Kowalski show, we drank the bottle of wine that she gave me. Oh, so I wasn't. I didn't sh- know that was one of those. Yeah, I didn't know if I was supposed to share that with her or just drink it with friends. But I, I drank it with friends. Generally, when someone gives you a bottle of wine, they want to drink it with you. Well, she's four foot ten and weighs about sixty two pounds. I mean, she is the There's slightest. Nothing wrong with that. Sli- yeah, it's not what I'm attracted to, though. Sorry. Well, okay. I like a little more curvaceous. To woman. each his own. That's right. Some people like women. Some people like little boys. I mean, where you go? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I love women. It's just if she were one, I would love her. <laughs> she's actually a physician. Well, there you go. She's, she's a, a, a she's little an, boy physician. An infectious disease she specialist. Is an infe- she's an infectious disease. One reason to avoid her, actually. One of many. She's constantly exposed to infectious she, diseases. Exactly. And she's very friendly and very outgoing, and she's taught me a lot about pottery. But when she said she'd like to – she invited me back to her house for candy, I was very confused. <laughs> I don't what, – what, M&Ms? What does that mean? You were just not getting the signals right. <laughs> getting the signals? Who says that? Come back to my house for candy. Did she ask you about etchings? <laughs> etchings? Would you like to come up and see my etchings? <laughs> no. Would you like up to come up and see my stamp collection? She's a philatelist. Oh, wait a minute. Philatelist. I'm sorry. Oh, and it's degrading. Yeah. The so, show is degrading. So we've... Um, Let's cut this off. Yeah. So we, we've had a lot going on, and um, we're, we're back, and uh, I, I don't know, pizza, wine, what else? I don't know. 
nothing. We'll we'll keep talking about the projects as they as they progress. But uh, I think we're we're getting back in that groove. And to that end, let's groove. Oh yeah, we got a tune. Let's check it out.
the Sumo Sisters. That's like the second track we've played from them. That's right. And they're quirky and fun. And Japanese. <laughs> Perhaps. We don't know that for sure. I don't know if they're actually sisters, and I don't think that they do sumo. Yeah, and that one was called, in case you didn't hear them repeated in the chorus a million times, I Want to Wrestle You. <laughs> I'd wrestle the Sumo Sisters. That's all I have to say. Well, they're sumo wrestlers. They'd win. Well, they might. Not unless... Uh, who is that Hawaiian guy, American guy? Uh he used to Aki like Bono or something like that. Oh, what was his name? Man. He, you mean he his was American a, name he was or a sumo his champion? Japanese name. His Japanese name. I don't remember. And he was a, a sumo champion, but he was like a, a huge guy from Hawaii, and I don't remember his name. And it wasn't uh, and, not, and, I, and I don't mean Israel Kamakawiwe Ole either, you know, Different the ukulele guy. player. <laughs> he could have been a sumo wrestler though. Sometime or somewhere but over he's, some he's, rainbows. He's gone now, and I love that version. Yep, very good. So, you know, I what I was oh, going hey, to ask oh, you, what's oh, next? What do you have on deck here? Well, I'm going to talk about a film that I saw, but uh, which has a quite a um, a pedigree, actually, this filmmaker. But, um, you know, something I alluded to earlier was um, today, for those of you who aren't aware, and I'm sure none of you are, it's the actual one-year anniversary of the day that my former fiancé broke up with me in an email. The only thing more callous than that would have been if she did it like somebody did it on Sex in the City where they broke up with somebody else by leaving a Post-it note on their computer monitor. Yeah, that's kind of cruel. So anyway, it's been a year, and, and I, I, haven't, I don't think about it. I'm not obsessing about it. I go weeks without thinking about her. However, today was a different day. The reason I realized today was the one-year anniversary of her dumping me in an email was because she emailed me today. Out of the like clear blue sky, I got an email from my former fiance of a year ago. Did she say happy anniversary? No, she didn't <laughs> say anything. You know, she was just like, "What's going on?" You know, and I'm, I'm probably not going to reply. It's still in my inbox, but it's like, "What's what, what's up with that?" You know, I, I I I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do. Well, someone please tell me. <laughs> I, I have nothing. Yeah. So anyway, I saw a film, and I haven't talked about a film on this. I haven't said the words I saw a film on this program in so long, and I'm, I'm only going to talk about this very briefly, but there's a, a pretty famous Czech uh, filmmaker named Yuri Menzel, and he made a film in 1968. Howie Mandel? Yes. He made a film in 1968 called Closely Watched Trains, and it won the best foreign train film. Train spotting? It won uh, Trains, Planes, and Automobiles, actually. Oh, those aren't two pillows. That's right. I was thinking that very thing a moment ago. Um, and he made a film called uh, Closely Watched Trains in Night. I think it was 68, which won the Best Foreign Film Academy Award. So, you know, this guy's got pedigree. And he uh, came out with a film this year, 2008, and it was called I Serve the King of England. And it it was the most charming thing. And it was, I mean, I'm only going to talk about this for a moment. And it, it had its moments which reminded me so much of the Benini film, um, Beautiful Life, Wonderful Life, Wonderful World. It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. No. <laughs> It's a one- Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. The the Roberto Benigni film. Benigni. That's right. Because I love you. That's right. Th- this film was. It took place in Czechoslovakia prior to the Nazi occupation, during the Nazi occupation, and, and after the Nazi occupation. Nazis are so funny. They're everywhere <laughs> with their Nazism. The Hitler and the holy cow. And it, what it does is it follows the arc of the main character, whose name is Jan Dite, and the story is sort of narrated by the older. Jan Dite, and most of the film is about his younger days. So there are two actors playing two different people, but it's told from, it's narrated by the older version of the man and shown in flashback, if you will. I'm confused already. It's, it's yeah, it's like that, you know? And basically it follows the character arc of this guy, Jan Dite, who is obsessed with money and being successful. And it follows his career as a restaurateur 
through his youth up until like you know the Nazis are occupying Czechoslovakia and he has to make some choices which change things radically everybody's everybody's life changed at that point you know how um well i, I don't i don't want to go into it too nazism yeah the the whole german thing you know occupying the streets and like not allowing it's all fun and games until nazis take over until somebody gets hurt and you know the the moments uh while well, the the parts of the film that took place while Czech, Czechoslovakia was being occupied by the Nazis in uh, in moments and at times reminded me of the way Benini handled what was it called again? Um, Life is beautiful. Close encounters of the Nazi kind. That's right. And because you know he handled it with humor, yet he handled it with uh, I don't even know tanks. <laughs> With tact, actually, you oh, know, you he handled it with humor and he handled it with tact. And again, it's the story. Uh, it follows the the arc of this person's life up until the communists. Eventually, you know, when the when the Nazis were expelled, the communists took over and capitalists were jailed. And uh, this person actually was ultimately jailed because by the end of the film, he had become quite a successful restaurateur. But in the end, he had millions and he was he was jailed. And the story is told from his life after he's let out of jail and he's sort of living in exile, if you will. And he's just remembering all of the the, the stories of his youth. And it's just it's a very charming, charming film and uh, um, one of the better films I've seen in a long time. Well, and I, if I may be so bold, breasts everywhere. <laughs> I'm not kidding either. <laughs> well, I've already put it on my queue because you've told me about this one. Yeah, and again, Yuri Menzel, 2008 film. You know, it's got it's got quite a. He has apparently quite a pedigree. I've only seen two of his things. The one in pedigree 68. Is some of my favorite dog food. I, I saw the 68 film and I saw the 2008 film. There, hopefully, there's some films in between those intervening 40 years that I can now watch <laughs> and put in my queue as well. You know. Hey, guess what? Uh, pff, hell, I don't know. What are you, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> That's, that's like a U-boat. So again, in keeping with the the, the Nazi theme of the show, that's right? We have we have incoming U-boats. <laughs> Where is that German actor whose name I can't remember from Das Boot? Jürgen Prochnow. Jürgen Prochnow. Yeah. It sounds like a procedure, actually. Yeah, it's very painful, but uh, you know, so they're anesthetizing you. Now, so. <laughs> well, you know, I got the Prochnow. <laughs> I had to, I had to swallow the barium. That's right. It was awful. Yeah. I had the barium enema once. But after the proc now, I'm good. Anyway, this is Rich Wilgis. I'm John Tellerico. And you've once again been listening to our third episode back of Bloodthirsty Vegetarians. Are we counting back at one? No, I don't know what you're no, talking about. Never mind. We forgot to play the promo. We'll do it on the next show. We shall. Anyway, remember, you've been listening to the VIB and we'll be back again. <laughs>